This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Welcome everyone, the Bastards are back for this Wednesday edition of the podcast. We are brought to you in part by the Minute Media Podcast Network. Quick disclaimer for any first time listeners, this is not a Homer podcast, we call it how we see it. When the Red Sox are dominating, we will celebrate that. When they are getting destroyed, we will be critical and at times savagely blunt. If you are easily offended, press the stop button immediately. But for those who embrace it, let's get rolling. I am Terry Cushman coming to you from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina by way of Wyndham, Maine. You can find me on Twitter at CushmanMLB. You can find the podcast account at Bastards underscore Boston. Joining us tonight from the city of Providence, Rhode Island, Charlie Smith. Charlie? Hey, hey. So uh, pretty nice, man. We uh, opened up with back-to-back wins against the the Astros here, and uh, I'm looking kind of foolish two games in a row after (laughs) saying that the Houston Astros are going to sweep, and surprisingly enough, uh, really helps when you have some players coming back from injury. Devers did a great work, great job. So, yeah, one happy. of the biggest contributors to Game Two tonight. The the midweek guys will be getting into that, but I, I picked the same sweep, so <laughs> I got just as much egg on my face right now. Also joining us tonight from the mile high city of Denver by way of Quincy, Massachusetts, Andrew Dwan. Andrew, what's going on, guys? Good way to wrap up deadline day. Yeah. And uh, a pleasantly, uh, you know, uneventful day that some of us might have been hoping for in some aspects, but uh, good to get into it with everyone. Uh, and then finally, we we actually have four hosts on this show tonight and uh, rounding us out from the nation's capital by way of Newport, Rhode Island, Job Goddard. Job? How we doing, gentlemen? Everybody doing all right? Feeling good? Yeah. Loving the fact that Christian Vasquez just hit against Tanner Houck. You know, right after kind we record, right before we record this. Um, Terry, I, I know that you just gave me the news that Vin Scully died, so I did want to mention that that kind of put a damper on my mood. Yes, bit. literally uh, about two or three minutes ago, it just kind of went across Twitter like a... Uh, kind of a, a wildfire so we don't really have any details on that uh interesting that it happened late at night i'm actually going through tmz right now but i don't know if it would be on there no nope so we'll uh we'll in the coming hours we'll probably have a little bit more details but as last as i knew he was pretty healthy despite the fact he's around 90 years old and um so 
might have been something sudden that uh, resulted in his passing. So, uh, and we we felt that you know in Red Sox Nation losing Jerry Remy uh, in the last year. So, uh, just uh, another unfortunate circumstance, but. But we'll get into the uh, business at hand. Um, Joe, let's start with you. The The big news of the day, Red Sox get um, Eric Hosmer. Basically, uh, the Padres are picking up mo- almost all of his contract. Red Sox only have to pay the major league minimum. This year would be prorated because there's only 60-something games left. And then next year, it's roughly around... 700,000 a year. So he's one of the cheapest guys on the team and um, have him on our roster now. And then the other big news, JD Martinez and Nathan Avoldi both will remain with the Red Sox. Probably get the qualifying offers later this year. But anyway, Joe, thoughts on uh, the day's events? Well, I, I want to start quickly with the Nationals Padres deal uh, because I did, I did say to, I believe all of you immediately after we found out that that deal was not going to include Hosmer, that Hosmer was coming to Boston. And we found out about 45 minutes later that that was the case. It just made too much sense. Uh, The Red Sox needed a first baseman. The Padres needed to get rid of, a bat from the left-hand side of the plate. They wanted to get rid of his salary. They were unable to dump it. That's a big win for Boston. The fact that they're picking up, uh, the Padres are picking up about $44 million of that contract. And Heim Bloom gets to do what he loves best and, and add to the Portland Sea Dogs roster as well. So that's a, a double win as far as the Sox are concerned. Franchi Cordero was also optioned today. So today's a great day to be a, a Red Sox fan, especially for the 2022 season. Uh, Andrew, go ahead. Thoughts on uh, what went down today? I liked it a lot. Uh, well, I wouldn't say a lot. Of, I was decently happy with it. I think a lot of people expected more after Vasquez was traded, but I think I'd said in our chat a few hours before that, you know, I kind of thought they were done. I thought they're, asking price was pretty astronomical on these guys and it didn't make any sense to trade at a lower value because uh, the team was still in the run uh, in the running. So uh, Bloom said as much during his um, pregame conference there that he held and said, yeah, we asked for the moon for Evaldi. We weren't just going to give these guys up. Didn't make any sense. So uh, I know Xander's he's acting just uh, just like a bitch pretty much right now. He was complaining nonstop. He, he was definitely the guy that wouldn't talk to Cotillo last night. Now he's saying, you know, he was all butthurt. Didn't play today. Don't know if it was a scheduled day off or, you know, if Cora just told him whatever, just sit this one out. JD came out, said he was really happy with everything. So it was nice to see him, you know, bring some, you know, positivity to the team. Now they know where they're headed. Cora was in better spirits uh, you could tell he was smiling in the dugout today. You haven't seen that in a while. I think now that they have a direction that they're headed in, I mean, they know management didn't quit on them. You got what you got for for Christian. And, I mean, 
they got a pretty good return. We saw no other catchers get moved today. We all thought that uh, Contreras was going to get traded. That didn't happen. So the fact that they were able to get something in two solid prospects that, you know, one of whom will be up pretty soon. He's already in triple A. They did pretty well. And now these other guys, they get to prove that they deserve a second contract. And uh, if not, they're going to get that qualifying offer come, you know, February. So I'm pretty happy with it. I think that the team will be a little more invested going forward. Charlie, thoughts on the day's events? Well, I'm going to be completely honest. I was thinking this is probably like a C plus C and then talked to Job a little bit and then more news came out that the player that we sent was Jay Groom and I think I was probably the highest on him out of the group. But um, just hearing a little bit more about his backstory and then the fact that we're getting $44 million from the Padres to pay this thing off. That is insane when you look at the breakdown of what he's going to be getting paid uh, over the next couple of years in Boston unless he gets moved again. And Joe had shared a fun story about um, a, a player that I'll let him share later on that has kind of maybe shifted my mindset of kind of really frustrated to I'm going to give him a chance, especially when uh, today in that game he really gave he really gave it his all to try to make that catch, and you could tell there was no quitting him. So my my mindset has shifted into the B range, um, considering we've now won two games in a row after the trades. So uh, I think that everybody's morale is, you know, outside of Xander and, and Andrew already kind of talked about that for a brief moment as well. Uh, I think the team knows where they're headed right now. This was this was a make or break series right here, right now. You lose the first two of this one, and it's just back in the doldrums. At least now we seem to be heading in the right direction. So I'm 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 much happier. I'm pretty relieved as well. I think I said this morning, 70% chance of only gets dealt after just basically dominating the Astros last night. You, you would figure so many teams would want him in their rotation with anticipation of a possible matchup in October with the Astros and um, was really pleasantly surprised. We ended up keeping him. And when I got out of bed this morning, you know, a number of moves could have happened. And yesterday, you know, we subtracted with Vasquez. We added with fam who had a couple of decent moments tonight, by the way. Um, so I, of all the day's events, the last thing I ever thought would have happened was Eric Hosmer ends up in Boston. <laughs> that was like, there was just no, no way. And then he's initially in the nationals trade package, but is able to veto it. Cause he was able to do that with 19 teams apparently. And, and then Alex Spear, I think was one of the first beat writers to, kind of chime in and say, you know, the Red Sox could sweep in on him and, and, and possibly make a deal here. And even then I would, I dismissed it. I'm like, well, why would we do that? He's owed too much money. We could have Casas up still conceivably uh, at some point by the end of the month, he's tearing it up right now. So it just didn't make a ton of sense. And then it happened. <laughs> so I don't really know what to expect out of 
out of Hosmer. I mean, he could be like a, a Mitch Moreland type guy. He doesn't quite have the pop that Moreland has, although he, I mean, he does have pop, but I think Moreland was more of a bona fide slugger, but you're going to get every bit the, the gold glove defense that Moreland gave you. And if Bobby, we're not going to see Bobby Dahlbeck and Franchi Cordero in the same lineup, probably for the rest of the season. Like that's not going to happen. Franchi got optioned anyway today, but I just think your your infield is so solid now. You're hopefully going to have Story back uh, by the end of the month. You've got Devers back today. I I don't know what Xander's issue is. Um, you know, sounds like he's pretty distraught over the Vasquez move, but but he'll be he'll be back in the grind probably tomorrow. And you got Tommy Pham in your outfield. Kike Hernandez could be back by the end of the month. I mean, all these guys that were huge liabilities, whether it was bad defense or too many strikeouts, they're just they're not going to be in the lineup anymore uh, going forward. So I'm pretty happy with it. I'll be curious to see if the Red Sox keep Hosmer through the winter. Um, I'm sure they could flip him because it's not going to cost the next team anything, uh, if they decide to do that. But, um, yeah, I'm just thrilled with it. And I guess we'll go into the letter grades now. I I've got some, some other thoughts on a, on a different area of the team, but who did we start with? Let's go with Job. So looking at the last 48 hours, what would what letter grade would you give High Bloom? Well, I'm going to go with a, a B here. I, I think he didn't do enough to get an A, but yet he won all of the deals that he did make. Uh, so I'm going to go with a B. I, I really like the FAM signing in particular. Uh, I think that avoids you having an extra you know, 60 strikeouts in Jackie Bradley Jr. in the lineup every day. The other move that I really like is the optioning of Franchi Cordero. I think that there's a chance come September 1, we don't see Bobby Dahlbeck in the lineup all that often either because Casas and Hosmer can actually platoon, um, which I understand Hosmer will probably take the majority of of those at-bats. But uh, I'm interested, Terry, over the winter, before I move on, over the winter whether they'll keep Hosmer because Hosmer and – Tristan Casas are from the same high school. Tristan Casas apparently has been taking hitting practice with Hosmer since he was in high school, um, which would be about the time that Hosmer was winning gold gloves and contending for World Series in Kansas City. So it's interesting to see, for me, whether he stays all offseason. But I'm going to go with a B for Heim Bloom. Very good. Andrew, what would your letter grade be? Andrew pulled the Charlies on mute. <laughs> or he could be having it's technical. Sticky. No, it was weird. I clicked it and it clicked twice. Yeah, it's going to be redundant, but I'm going with a B as well. The guys that they, you know, acquired, they give up literally nothing for. Tommy Pham was a player to be named later, so you know that's going to be literally just nothing. Um, it'll just be a depth player in the minors. And with uh, Hosmer, 
they got two guys back who probably won't amount to anything, but you never know. They're plus plus speed guys. Um, and Jay Groom is an 88 mile an hour fastball guy nowadays in the minors. So he's not going to become anything. That was uh, pretty much as bad as it could get out of a top 12 draft pick there. Um, obviously Vasquez one hurts, although it sounds like he's coming back. Uh, that was a, I don't know how thrilled I'd be with a player introduction speech where, you know, he just pretty much says I want to go back when the season's over uh, if I were the Astros, but uh, intrigued by a couple of the prospects, especially uh, Willie or Brady that came, came through, shows some decent power above average power. So um, if they can get him to be literally anything, then you finally have an outfield prospect that's above, uh, you know, the Florida coast league. <laughs> and that's ex- exactly what this, uh, this team needs. Isn't Valdez? I mean, he he's like off the charts right now. You, you think, um, you, you think the other player has a higher ceiling than Valdez? I, they're probably close. I don't know. I just like the uh, the power profile a little bit better with Abreu, but yeah, Valdez is definitely closer. I just don't think he's really got too much of a position. Um, he seems kind of be a little stockier and between second and third, you know, I'm not really too sure where he's going to end up there. Well, I think he'll be playing in September. Let's, let's put it that way. At least Terry, we will see him on nine one when rosters expand a little bit. Well, they, 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 they don't anymore. You, um, there you go. You we won't see him September 1st. I don't it, goes, do it doesn't go to 28 or 30. Yeah, maybe he goes up one, but they'd probably get a pitcher anyways. Oh, Okay. Does it go to two? Uh, maybe does. it's not like what it what used to be. No, really. yeah, no, I think it, it it is at least twenty eight, but um, we'll, we'll find out in less than thirty days. Uh, all right, Charlie, what would your letter grade be? I actually briefly said this earlier. My grade for for Heim Bloom is a B, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that originally I had a, a C. I didn't know what else was going to be happening. I thought that the Hosmer thing was a little bit concerning, but we didn't know how much money was going to be coming back. When that number was revealed to be $44 million, that jumped up to like that C plus B minus range. Job kind of swayed me a little bit on Tommy Pham. Uh, so I'm going to give it a solid B. Uh, the reason why he didn't get a B plus A minus, at least in my book, was we didn't do enough uh, in the bullpen. I thought we were going to get one arm in there. So I, uh, I'll say this much. Had we gotten a bullpen arm of value, someone that could have helped Tanner Houck, Garrett Whitlock, uh, you know, we we just let Jake Deepman go. I think that could have maybe swayed me into the B plus range. I don't know what it would have taken me to get an A. Honestly, I think probably resigning Rafael Devers that probably would have made it an A, but that didn't happen. Uh, and for that, I think a B is is very fair for High and Bloom. I, not to be weird, but, uh, you know, B plus was what was, you know, is, was my first thought when I was going to give a letter grade. Uh, I had similar concerns to Charlie, uh, you know, with, with the offense, you're, you're at a net positive because Tommy Pham essentially gives you what Vasquez was going to give you maybe just a little under, but then you're you're gaining Eric Hosmer, who's far and away going to give you more offensively and defensively more than Dahlbeck and Franchi. So you're you got a pretty good net positive there offensively. 
Uh, you're at a net negative right now in the bullpen because the, he didn't replace uh, he didn't replace Deekman at all. And I get the move. I mean, Deekman it just didn't work out quite as well as we wanted. He wasn't terrible, but there was potential for him to to be terrible, you know, over the the rest of the contract, which went through next year. Having said that, I mean, there's a lot of nights where I'd rather have Deekman in there than Sawamora or Brazier, especially if it's against divisional opponents, because that's when those guys seem to get knocked around the most. So perhaps as you're getting Waka back and uh, maybe Rich Hill, you might get a Bayo into the bullpen or a, a Winkowski type James guy. James Paxton. Yeah, and then Paxton as well. So you're going to probably get some starting pitching into the pen uh, to to do some relief rolls going forward, and maybe that's how you address it. But um, So that that's why I give him a B. I will say I, I think I'm speaking for everyone, and if, if you disagree, then go ahead. But I don't think anybody on this podcast crew expected – most of these guys that are about to be free agents to still be here. I mean, a few days ago, I'm talking about like, if, if it ends up being a fire sale, I was like, well, we'll probably scrap the deep dive show to get it down to three. That way we're not, you know, putting out four negative shows. And I don't think any of us really expected to be contenders after this and, and having that be the mindset. Alex Cora had a quote yesterday saying something to the effect of don't count us out. And um, so he probably had an idea of which way Bloom was going to go. But I'm just pleasantly surprised to to still be here to have a couple of uh, additions uh, to the lineup and um, to, to make a run at at least the, the third wild card. And we're one game above 500 tonight and we've won the Astro series. It's the first win since uh, the last week of June. I think that might've been the guardian series and we've got an easy four game set or what should be an easy four game set against the Royals this week. So um, I'm just, I'm just glad we got a chance. Uh, any, any other thoughts, observations you guys wanted to point out on this show? Well, I just wanted to point out that Bloom did exactly what he said he was going to do. He sold a little bit, he bought a little bit. Um, I think net positive on all levels. I think the Red Sox got better in the minor leagues. I think they got better for this season in the major leagues. Uh, Terry, you kind of broke it down a little bit with the, the fam Vasquez offensive output swap. I'm, I'm curious, and we'll talk about it, I guess, probably on the next show, um, how the Astros series impacts people's point of view on this team going forward so it's going to be a fun show tomorrow i'm sure and getting into this uh, this uh kansas city series hopefully with a four-game win streak under our belts andrew or charlie yeah i'll go really quick so all over twitter you see you bloom's a terrible gm blah, blah, blah. and then you see the white Sox say that you know, it was really hard to navigate a trade today. It's like, really? Because everyone else managed to do it. And then you also have the Rockies who said, you know, we didn't make any trades, but we were the only ones that signed a guy to an extension. 
also just not even right. It was just like the ineptitude that like we could have. I think people should realize that. And like, uh, and then you have Baltimore who, you know, ahead of the Red Sox having the one good season they've had in a decade. And then they trade the heart of the city who we saw tonight in Mancini. And then you trade an absolute you know, lightning rod of a closer. I just, you could have it a lot worse. Let's just say that. Charlie thoughts. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. We have a war room uh, on Twitter and we have this like in group chat thing. It's totally cool. You can say Terry, you can say Job, you can say me. Um, I I was not a a happy bloom person uh, really all year. Uh, Job has been um, one of his fan clubs, not happy with, with high and bloom. And Terry and I were pretty aligned on a lot of the things going on with Bloom, but I'm not buying anything that those GMs were saying. Uh, was it Rick Hahn in Chicago? I believe. Yeah. Said, yeah, he was the one that made the comment that it was really hard to make moves. How? How do you figure? You have like seven or eight teams that like had no problems making moves. Moves as in plural. You couldn't get one. Come on, Chicago. Like we all we all thought Chicago was better than this. And if if I'm one of the players in Chicago, I'm I'm not happy right now. I mean, granted, they're dealing with consistent injuries from players uh, that just can't seem to get out of their own way with injuries. But uh, yeah, Colorado too. You gave you gave someone an extension. That's all right. Cool. You could have done that a month ago. Big whoop. So I think Bloom really did do a better job than. Than most of the GMs out there, uh, there's there's really only one or two GMs that you can really give an A to, and those are the ones that landed the creme de la creme players. That, uh, truth be told, I, I didn't I didn't think that you know Soto was going to go to San Diego until Hader went there. I mean, why would you just get a closer? You got to go full bore if you're going to get the closer. You're going to get one of the best closers in baseball. You got to get the best hitter in baseball too. Um, but for what Heim is trying to do right now, I think it bought it bought him a little bit more leash, uh, at least with me. And I think with a couple other folks as well, Terry, I think you would agree. Uh, we're content. I'm content with what we did during this deadline. And what made it sweeter was that Christian Vasquez has opened the door for coming back to Boston after 22, uh, 22 is complete. Uh, and today he was going out and saying hello. He had a bat in his hand. He was going to say hello to all the Red Sox. Like he just wants to be with his teammates. That's it. Charlie, just one last thing before I pass it over sure. to Terry here. You said you signed an extension, Big Whoop. I just want to point out to anybody listening that the only reason that I disagree with you is that if they signed Rafi Devers to an extension today and did nothing else, today would be the best day of 2022 for the Boston Red Sox. Of course. There are exceptions to the rule. Yeah, of course. No, that goes without saying, though. But, I mean, that's what I said earlier when I said that was the only thing that kept me from saying B in addition to not getting a reliever, was giving Rafael Devers a big contract extension. And today would have been the day to do it. Today would have been the day to do it, to show... Well, he he did say he's not negotiating in season. We've heard that, though, Andrew. And, and some players stand by that, and there are others that don't. And I think that if the right number was presented to him, I think he would have said, you know what, let's get this done and really set the Red Sox on a positive trajectory, let the fans know... Yes, we really are trying. This isn't just a, eh, we're, we're, we're going to make a half-assed attempt. We're going for it this year, and we're going for it for the future. That's it. 
Devers did, and I pointed this out on last night's show covering Vasquez, but Devers did say he was really relieved that um, he was told ahead of time that the Red Sox wouldn't look to trade him. And I think if you can read anything from that, it's that maybe he's going to be more willing to play ball this winter as in terms of making an extension happen. I mean, I could be reading that wrong. I, I hope I'm not, but... Uh, and I'll just wrap with this. I said earlier in the week when I thought we were going to go full-blown fire sale, I, what I was hoping for was some Atlanta Braves-level moves. We all knew we wouldn't be in the Soto sweepstakes or even a Trey Mancini-type guy, but we ended up getting that. You know, I, I think these moves the Red Sox made in the last couple of days with Tommy Pham and uh, Eric Hosmer kind of mirror a little bit what what the Braves did last year by getting Jorge Soler and Jock Peterson and, and maybe maybe what the Red Sox got might be a little bit better and part of the reason I'm so stunned where we're in this position is another thing I said last night you could have got Tommy Pham for basically the same deal you got for him yesterday you probably could have done that deal three weeks ago and, and made your outfield better three weeks ago I think the day he slapped Jock Peterson, I think any point after that, the Reds would have been happy to move on from him. And that move didn't happen. So so where where none of that was going on, I just really thought it was going to be a fire sale. And <laughs> here we are with most of the roster intact. So, um, all right, we'll uh, wrap on that. Um, regular show tomorrow night covering the Astro series. It should be a good one because we've already won the series with one game left. Um, tentatively deep dives after, but I still have hot take Tuesday in the chamber that has not been released yet. It's been recorded. So perhaps we'll just go with that, um, for, for later in the week, but nonetheless, we'll be back with you. Hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, we can all uh, take a, a big sigh of relief that we're, we're still going for it, you know. And, and uh, so everyone have a good Wednesday. Take care.